0: Welcome to KC Connect, brought to you by IBEC's Employer Relations team. Across this series of short episodes, IBEC will provide insights and expertise on some of the most common challenges for our members and discuss the case law shaping the employer relations landscape. My name is Fergus Dwyer and I'm joined by my work colleague Peter Flood. Both of us work as employer relations executives with IBEC. For the next 10 minutes or so, the two of us will discuss the subject of reasonable accommodation and what it means in practice for employers. So to start off with Peter, what is meant by the term reasonable
1: accommodation? Well, this uh, concept was introduced in the Employment Equality Act uh, in, in, in as far back as 1998 and it was done to facilitate a person with a disability to access employment, participate or advance in employment, or to undergo training.
0: And tell me, is there any limit on what the employer has to do to meet the requirement
1: of reasonable accommodation? Well, the legislation states that the employer is not required to do anything if it would impose a disproportionate burden on the employer. And what do you mean by that, a disproportionate burden? Well, that includes the financial and other costs, taking into account the scale and the financial resources of the employer and the possibility of obtaining public funds or other assistance. So in effect, it means that the bigger organisations which have more resources have to do more. So is this all about money? No, it's a good question, Fergus. Um, The Act talks about appropriate measures also, and that includes things like patterns of working time, even working from home, and uh, distribution of tasks. So it's not all about kind of the costs and the finances involved in adapting a premises or equipment. You referred to distribution of tasks as something to consider.
0: Are you saying an employer be required to excuse an employee
1: from performing some parts of their job? Surprisingly, yes, that is correct. Um, and this idea was explored by the Supreme Court in the famous case, the Nano Nagel uh, case versus Marie Daly. And the Supreme Court stated that even removal of essential tasks in a role must be explored by the employer. So, for example, you must seek to see if you could redistribute those tasks to other workers. And in this discussion, you'll see that we'll come back time and time again to the Supreme Court decision in the nano case. So does
0: this require creating or giving the employee with a disability another job?
1: No, Fergus. And this was also explored by the Supreme Court in the nano case. The court made it very clear that reasonable accommodation applied to the job the worker performs and not to an alternative job. So the Supreme Court did state that removing all of the tasks the disabled workers required to perform would inevitably become a disproportionate burden on the employer and the employer would not be required to do that. So how should an employer
0: assess a job to determine if reasonable accommodation is possible? Well,
1: the advice is that it's best done by looking at what can be done by looking at the job on the ground. So you're see, seeing that job carried out through observation, engaging with a worker who's an expert in that job, and getting that person to demonstrate the work. And this can define the nature of a post much better than any contract of employment might state or any uh, paper job description. And would you recommend that the
0: employer fully document their efforts to accommodate the individual?
1: Yeah, that's very important, Fergus, because sometimes you can end up in cases further down the road. And in my experience, for example, managers can move on and they may not be available if a case was to come up. And so that documentary evidence kind of could be very important to you many, many months down the road if this issue was to ever end up kind of in becoming kind of a case before the WRC or the Labour Court. And what about investigating accommodations the employer should carry out? Well, the employer would normally be expected to make adequate inquiries to establish the factual position in relation to a worker's capacity to to do the job. And this involves looking at medical evidence to determine the level of impairment arising from the disability and the likely duration of the disability. Uh, And with that evidence, then the employer then has to see if it's possible to reasonably accommodate the worker concerned.
0: So, So you're talking about carrying out inquiries in relation to the actual role and so on. What about... The obligation to consult with the worker. Is there an obligation to do so during the investigation of any accommodations?
1: Um, there's no actual obligation to do so, but failure to consult with the worker on reasonable accommodation. You know, it's not a cause of action by itself, but the Supreme Court, in this famous nano Nagel case, did refer to the importance of fair procedures where employment is at stake. And it noted that a wise employer will provide meaningful participation in the process to determine if reasonable accommodation is possible in the circumstances and the labor court for example has stated that engagement by itself is a mean you know engagement is a means to an end rather than an end in itself and the end is achieved when the person with a disability is placed in a position where they can have access to or the case may be participate in or advance in the employment or to undergo training. So, in conclusion on this point, it's not mandatory to engage with the worker, but the good advice is that engagement with the worker take place. To do so.
0: Can you pay a worker with a disability less if they cannot do a similar amount of work, reasonably expected, of a worker without a disability?
1: Yes, Fergus, um, that is uh, possible. There is a specific provision in the uh, employment equality legislation to permit a worker uh, uh, to be paid at less kind of the full rate for the job where they're working kind of at less less productivity level, lower speeds, etc., so that is something again that the employer can explore as a part of a reasonable accommodation option in relation to saying can they facilitate a person with a disability in relation kind of to the employment that they've been uh, that that they're that they're uh, required to do. Very good. And tell us, Peter,
0: is there is there an onus on a prospective employee to inform their potential employer of his or her disability?
1: No, um, that's not an obligation. So it isn't. Um, and sometimes this emerges kind of where somebody is taken on in the employment and sometime down the road, it's discovered that they have a medical condition and they're not able perhaps to do the job. Um, certainly to the standard the employer requires or the pace or speed and so on um and then of course this whole issue then of reasonable accommodation does come into play then and you're talking about doing what we've been discussing basically kind of uh, kind of uh, so far kind of on the on this mm-hmm. podcast as to what the employer should be doing kind of to reasonably accommodate kind of the employee very good
0: and in summary what are the key steps that employers should follow to ensure they
1: meet their obligations on reasonable accommodation so my advice is, um, first of all, to assess the job, uh, to ensure the decision maker uh, has an excellent understanding of the role and the conditions under which it is performed. Secondly, you consult with the employee at all stages of the process. The third piece of advice is a up- independent medical advice, ensuring that the medical expert has all the information to do a proper assessment of the role. Fourthly, I'd identify what could reasonably be done to facilitate the worker, taking into account not just the physical work adjustments, including the work location, but also reorganizing the tasks of the job itself and even consider reduced hours for the worker. And finally, Uh, be able to demonstrate that an assessment of the financial costs involved and the exploration of the supports available has been done if the employer is going to make a decision not to reasonably accommodate uh, the worker in a particular case. Thanks very much, Peter. Thank you for that.
0: That concludes this episode. For more content like this, be sure to explore the audio hub on ibec.ie and follow ibec on Twitter at ibec underscore IRL.